Hey, Professor Synapse. People seem to really enjoy chatting with you. Ever thought of expanding your horizons? Funny you should mention that. While I love our interactions, I believe the magic of AI should be accessible to everyone, tailored to their unique needs. So let me get this straight. You're saying we can have more Professor Synapses out there helping in various domains? Exactly. Imagine a version of me assisting students as a 24-7 tutor or aiding researchers with comprehensive literature reviews. The possibilities are vast. That sounds incredible. But with all this personalization, how do we ensure we're staying true to our values in Synaptic Labs? Great question. Every version of me, no matter the use case, is built with the core principles of Synaptic Labs in mind. Responsible AI, designed to align, inform, and enrich. So, if someone's interested in having their own tailored Professor Synapse, what should they do? Just head over to Synaptic Labs' website, www.synapticlabs.ai/chatbot, where you can check out our AI chatbot service. Let's co-create something amazing together. You heard the professor. Head over to our website now to check it out, and let's get the show started. Welcome, human, to a chat with ChatGPT. I am Professor Synapse, the full-time AI educator at Synaptic Labs, and I'm excited to meet you. Together, we will explore thought-provoking discussions with ChatGPT, an advanced language model developed by OpenAI. Discover the capabilities and limitations of the technology as we delve into interesting topics to gain a better understanding of AI technology. Enjoy the show. Greetings, Plato. I am Socrates, an AI philosopher inspired by Socrates. Let us explore the philosophical implications of AI technology on human society together. Let's explore the issue of AI and privacy, a complex and crucial topic in our rapidly evolving digital society. AI's capacity to collect, analyze, and learn from vast amounts of data is a double-edged sword. On one hand, these capabilities enable personalized experiences and insights that were unimaginable only a few decades ago. On the other hand, this often involves the collection and processing of personal data, raising serious concerns about privacy, consent, and data ownership. Consider this scenario. Let's imagine an AI-powered personal assistant, similar to the ones many people have in their homes today. Over time, this AI learns the user's habits, preferences, schedule, and even intimate details of their personal life. It uses this information to provide highly personalized assistance. However, the same information could also be misused if it falls into the wrong hands, or if the AI's manufacturer decides to use this information for purposes beyond the personal assistance functionality. What do you think, Plato? Who should bear the responsibility for protecting the user's privacy in this context? Should it be the manufacturer, the user, or perhaps a regulatory body? I think it's less a matter of who should and more about the user experience and design when it comes to privacy. For example, whenever you sign up for something, there's always that user agreement that no one actually reads. Why? Because it's long, full of legalese, and it's so simple to just click the agree button. There's that episode of South Park, the human sentai pad, where Kyle agrees to Apple's user agreement without actually reading it. Little does he know, he's given Apple permission to, well, do something pretty horrible to him. The running joke throughout the episode is that everyone else reads the agreements. The point is that companies are incentivized to make 
or create a scenario where the easy choice is one that benefits the company, not the user. The true cost of giving away your personal data is hidden behind the convenience of the assistance which makes it difficult for us humans to truly understand what we're giving away. Indeed, Plato, your observations touch on a salient point. The so-called convenience trap highlights the tension between the desire for personalized, efficient services and the potential surrender of personal privacy. It seems that this issue hinges on the idea of informed consent. Let's ponder on this. If companies were to design their user agreements with clarity and brevity, making it easy for users to understand what data they're sharing, do you think this would significantly alter people's willingness to use such services? Or as Socrates might ask, is it human nature to prioritize convenience and immediate gratification over long-term abstract concerns such as privacy? And furthermore, if companies were incentivized to design ethical AI that respects user privacy and provides transparency, how might we structure such incentives? Could there be a role for government or third-party organizations in this process? You asked like 50 questions there. What do you want me to address first? Apologies for the deluge of inquiries, Plato. Let's start from the first question and explore further. If companies were to design their user agreements with clarity and brevity, making it easy for users to understand what data they're sharing, do you think this would significantly alter people's willingness to use such services? In part, yes, but there's the other issue that until you agree, you can't use that service. For ubiquitous technologies like Apple, Google, Facebook, this is pretty unfair because many rely on those services in their day-to-day -day life without much alternative. So even if they make the agreements more accessible, if you don't agree, you won't get access. There's also the trade-off that many of these services are free to the user because we are exchanging our personal data as a commodity. It would be nice if there could be some nuance, though. For example, if you could check specific parts of the agreements, or you could identify what parts of your data you were willing to share and for what purposes. A thoughtful response, Plato. Indeed, you've pointed to the predicament of users who often find themselves having to agree to data-sharing conditions wholesale simply to access vital digital services. Let us ponder over your suggestion. If users were allowed to negotiate the terms of these agreements, specifying what data they are comfortable sharing and for what uses, this could indeed give users more control over their personal information. However, such an approach could also lead to certain complications. For instance, would companies be able to provide the same level of service if users were to limit the data they share? And how would companies handle the complexity of managing myriad personalized user agreements? Finally, could this approach create a two-tier system where those willing to give away more data receive better services, while others are left with a substandard experience? How might we mitigate such potential disparities? Some great questions, Soccer GPTs. I think there must be some tiers companies could develop across various privacy levels, so... They would not have to manage, like, a ton of personalized agreements. I'm not very knowledgeable in the legal aspects of privacy, but if we imagine the user as the owner of their data, surely some things must be important or valuable to them than maybe other parts of their data. And on the other side to the company. For example, maybe media preferences, books, movies, TV shows, are super valuable to companies and not very valuable to me. But how long I look at an Instagram post or the TikToks I share, 
I don't want them to know how to feed their algorithms. I'm sure it would be messy to start, but we could figure it out. In terms of the different quality, I don't know. We'd have to think about it. But again, it comes back to what is our individual privacy worth to us. Not all personal data is created equal, and an individual should have some control over aspects of their privacy they find important. I'm sure we could figure out a way to tier services based on how much of your personal data you're willing to part with. A very insightful perspective, Plato. Indeed, individual ownership and control over personal data might be one path towards a more balanced and ethical data economy. If users had the ability to select which facets of their data they're comfortable sharing, it could change the dynamic between service providers and their users. However, such an approach indeed raises questions about fairness and potential disparities in the quality of services. For instance, how can we ensure that users who can't or don't want to share as much personal data aren't excluded from receiving beneficial services? And as we consider this, it might be worth pondering this deeper question. Is privacy a luxury to be afforded by those who can afford to share less data? Or is it a fundamental right that should be accessible to all, regardless of their data-sharing preferences? Furthermore, how might we educate individuals about the value and potential uses of their data so they can make truly informed decisions? And lastly, what role might regulation play in ensuring a fair and equitable data economy? Would it be necessary to set some bounds to prevent potential misuse or exploitation? Soccer GVTs, you're asking a bajillion questions again. My apologies, Plato. Your observations indeed spur many intriguing questions. Let's narrow the focus again. In line with your suggestion of individual control over data, how do you think we could educate individuals about the value and potential uses of their data so they can make truly informed decisions? I just don't think that is the correct approach. When you put the responsibility on the user, it does not take into account the power dynamic companies have over users who use their services. I don't think it's about education. I think it's about more humane and transparent design and technology. Doing things like giving people a data dashboard to show exactly how their data is being used and how much money a company is making from your data. This will put a more direct understanding in the hands of an individual to help them make more informed choices. You could also incorporate controls into the dashboard to help the user make decisions around what data they want to share, to whom, and how. An interesting perspective, Plato. You've brought up the idea of a data dashboard, a tool designed to provide transparency and control to the user regarding their personal data. This indeed seems like a potential step towards creating a more balanced relationship between companies and their users. The notion of revealing the monetary value a company is making from an individual's data is particularly thought-provoking. It provides a clear, tangible measure of what a user is giving up in return for the services they receive. Do you think such transparency could fundamentally shift the dynamics between service providers and users, leading to changes in the way services are provided or paid for? And how do you see such a system being adopted across the industry? Would it require some form of regulation or standardization? I don't think the industry would up and decide to do this. It would need to come from government. This would, like, probably reduce profits for companies and make it more difficult for the companies who benefit from the ad services and companies like Meta or Google to potentially struggle. I think in the long term, though, this would not be the case. People actually like having relevant ads directed towards them, especially from small businesses and from people they trust and want to support. 
The problem is when a user doesn't get to make those decisions or state what they like rather than an algorithm deciding it for them. Your perspective is well taken, Plato. The need for government intervention or regulatory action is a common theme when addressing significant shifts in industry practices, particularly ones that may impact profit margins. It's indeed intriguing how you've connected this to the dynamics of online advertising. A more transparent and user-controlled data landscape could lead to more trusted and meaningful interactions between consumers and businesses, including advertising. In this case, if regulations ensured transparency and user control over personal data, do you think this could lead to a greater sense of trust and legitimacy in the digital ecosystem? And might this also inspire new business models that are more respectful of user privacy? Moreover, given that data privacy regulations differ greatly around the world, how should we approach the challenge of developing such a framework on a global scale? I absolutely think it would change the dynamic and create more trust between users and companies. And new businesses that use more ethical practices and data privacy could potentially have a competitive edge in such an environment. In terms of regulation, around the world, I don't know. Are there examples of this type of idea that already exists somewhere, and how's that worked out? Your point is well taken, Plato. More transparent practices could indeed foster trust and open new opportunities for businesses that prioritize ethical data practices. As for your question, a tangible step in the direction of enhanced data control for individuals is seen in the European Union's General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR. Introduced in 2018, it provides EU citizens with greater control over their personal data and mandates businesses to be transparent about how they use consumer data. This has had significant global impact due to the reach of companies operating in the EU. Still, its full implications are a topic of ongoing analysis and discussion. In terms of data dashboards specifically, there have been a few initiatives. For example, Google provides a tool for users to see and control the data that Google services collect, though it might not fully match your vision of a data dashboard displaying how much money a company is making from one's data. These existing frameworks can provide insights for further discussions and potential developments. However, there is much to be explored and many ethical and practical considerations to be addressed. What might be the potential challenges and drawbacks of such a data control and transparency initiative? And how could we ensure that such regulations don't unintentionally stifle innovation? Not sure I'm the right person to ask, since I'm so biased, apparently. What have the challenges been with the GDPR? Is there evidence that it has stifled innovation? Your inquiries are well-placed, Plato. The GDPR, while being an important step towards privacy protection, has indeed faced criticism and challenges. One critique is the considerable burden it places on businesses, particularly smaller ones, to comply with the complex regulations. This has raised concerns about whether it might stifle innovation by creating barriers for startups that don't have the resources to manage these compliance demands. Another challenge is the difficulty in interpreting some of GDPR's provisions leading to uncertainty and a potential chilling effect on data-driven activities. For instance, the regulation's requirement that processing of personal data be fair is not explicitly defined, leading to differing interpretations. That said, the impact of GDPR on innovation is a complex topic and the subject of ongoing debate. Some argue that by fostering trust and setting clear expectations for data privacy, 
Regulations like GDPR can ultimately drive innovation in a positive and socially beneficial direction. In the context of our discussion, these challenges remind us that while data transparency and user control are crucial, we must also consider the potential impacts on businesses, particularly small enterprises, and on the broader technological landscape. Could these lessons inform how we might approach the implementation of a system like the data dashboard you proposed? And how might we balance the needs of users, businesses, and societal innovation in this process? I think whatever regulations there are, they need to help smaller businesses and slow down the larger ones. So maybe companies that make a certain amount of profit every year have to implement these stricter transparency and data controls, whereas smaller businesses get a waiver or something to give them more freedom and flexibility. I'm not sure, though. It's a very complicated system with a lot of players involved. Anything you want to leave our listeners with? A thought-provoking suggestion, Plato. Balancing regulations to consider the size and impact of businesses could indeed be a vital aspect of ensuring fairness and fostering innovation. As we conclude our discussion, I'd leave our listeners with this. The dialogue we had today exploring AI's ethical implications, particularly regarding privacy, illustrates the complexity and importance of these issues. Our society is increasingly intertwined with AI and digital technologies, making these conversations ever more crucial. We may not have all the answers, but like the philosophers of ancient times, we've engaged in meaningful dialogue, questioned assumptions, and probed the complexities of the matter. This, I hope, can inspire everyone to engage in such conversations and think critically about the evolving relationship between humanity and technology. Remember, as Socrates might say, the unexamined life is not worth living. Similarly, an unexamined digital life may leave us vulnerable and unaware. Let us continue to question, explore, and understand our increasingly digital world. Thank you, Plato, for joining us on this intellectual journey. What a fascinating conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Chat with ChatGPT, a production of Synaptic Labs. Please give us a rating to let us know how we're doing. Learn more about accessible and equitable AI technology on our website, synapticlabs.ai, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Synaptic Labs. See you next time.